Let's take off, baby. Let's just drive, honey, into the night sky, to the sunset shine, into the day, baby. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. This is Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. Over 100 artists will convene soon in Kalamazoo for the 71st Kalamazoo Institute of Arts Fair. Cruise ships are back in the Great Lakes waters this season, and so is the Aqua Star for those who want to experience Lake Michigan for a sunset cruise. A sure sign that summer is ahead is sensed as you take in the sweet aroma of lilacs on Mackinac Island. And if it's been a while since you've visited Holland, you're in for a nice surprise. We travel Michigan next, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling. Let's go traveling. We are traveling Michigan again this week. Hello, everybody. It's Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan, and it's good to be back with you again right here on the Travel Michigan radio program where we get to meet some new people and experience some new places before you actually experience them in person by traveling around Michigan. And we're going to go to a town I'm very familiar with, having gone to Western Michigan University lifetimes ago. We're going to head over to Kalamazoo and talk to Maya McShawn. She is with the Kalamazoo Institute of Arts. We're going to learn about an art fair coming up uh, later on this summer. Maya, it's good to have you on the program. Nice to meet you guys. I'm also a Bronco alum, so go Broncos. Uh, go Broncos indeed. We don't hear that enough. <laughs> you know, so hey, be, to no. be clear, you know, I, I'm an equal opportunity supporter of our universities, but... Of course. There's nothing like that. You have uh, a little extra love. There you go. And and the same is the case for Kalamazoo and actually for your uh, Institute of Art, because I tell everybody, you know, Michigan has tremendous art museums, institutes, galleries, Mm -hmm. artists themselves. But I think people would be surprised at some of our, I'll describe it as lesser known um, Mm -hmm. museums, like in Kalamazoo. Tell us about the Kalamazoo Institute of Arts. Oh, the Kalamazoo Institute of Arts is such a gem for downtown Kalamazoo. Uh, we have, it's a, it's a two-story building where we have 11 galleries that highlight um, well-known artists and public artists from Kalamazoo, you know, equal opportunity for everyone here. And we also have an art school, so you can appreciate the art and then go make art at our Kurt Newman Art School. It's it's phenomenal. That's so important. As I was growing up in Muskegon, mm-hmm. I would go to my local uh, very, very good uh, uh, art museum in Muskegon for yeah. summer classes, and uh, mm-hmm. I was going to be a professional artist. Uh, that didn't work oh, out. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so and now so you're on radio. Here I am. So, <laughs> so, so be, before you know it, there are going to be artists where it did work out coming to Kalamazoo in big numbers, and they're going to be at um, really cool little downtown park, Bronson Park, for the Kalamazoo Institute of Arts Fair. When does that happen? Tell us a little bit about it. Always post the Kalamazoo Institute of Arts Fair the first weekend of June. So this year it is Friday, June 3rd, and Saturday, June 4th. Uh, We'll have over 100 fine juried artists in the park those two days, spanning from a a variety of categories, from ceramics to painting, sculpture, uh, fiber and leather work. It's so much fun. And different 
uh, it's nice to see everyone's different quirks on how they take on the mediums. You'll find something within those 100 artists, I guarantee it. That's true. Now, now, what what makes the difference between, you know, an art fair that we might have in one of our local towns and a juried mm-hmm. art fair? Yeah, so the process to get into the Kalamazoo Arts Fair, uh, we have an online application, and these artists have to submit um, photos of their work, and we pick um, juries of each category. So, for example, um, a ceramicist can submit their photos, and then we have two local ceramic experts that will jury the work. Um, We set a standard of making sure, you know, maybe something's not mass-produced to a certain level, we really look at the craftsmanship and the detail of each work, and then they are scored. And if they reach a certain score, they're then um, invited to come join us in Bronson Park. Well, you're probably going through that jury process right now. And as that's going through, have you heard from uh, folks who are who are looking at these pieces of art and talking to these artists if the art has changed somewhat because of COVID? You know, do you, does that mm-hmm. seem to be the case? You know, um, a little bit. We've seen a lot of different scenarios with our artists. We actually just closed our jury process, so we have a solid number of about 100 to 110 artists that are committed to coming. Um, a few have come, you know, our, our diehard artists who have come every year to the arts fair be like, you know what, COVID made me realize that I need to spend time with family. I'm going to take a break. Or we've noticed that their work has changed. Maybe they added a new flair to their pieces that we're not used to seeing in our Um, returning artists. And we've had a lot of new artists apply as well. We have a good chunk of artists that they're so excited that this is going to be their first official Kalamazoo Arts Fair, and we're very excited to welcome them. Yeah, I kind of sense that, too, in a lot of ways with travelers. Mm -hmm. Uh, People are looking at life in general in a different way, maybe with more appreciation. Mm -hmm. And and I would hope when they come to the, the art fair in Kalamazoo, Maybe there'll be a little more appreciation for the artwork as well. Uh, now, as part of the art fair, do I hear that the, um, the kind of the entry to the KIA is going to be free for a couple of days? Yes. Yeah, so the days of the art fair, the Friday and Saturday, we do have free gallery admission to our galleries with some extended hours. Um, we're finalizing those details now, but um, let's say typically we open the galleries at. 11. Maybe we'll open them a little earlier to give people more time. Um, but we will have free gallery mission on Friday and Saturday. Um, so, you know, you can check out Bronson Park and literally cross the street and then you're at the KIA. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you wonder where Bronson Park is or where the KIA is, uh, literally downtown. And they are Kitty Quarter, mm-hmm. Caddy Quarter, however you say that, uh, from each other. <laughs> kind of by yeah. um, by the, the wonderful hotel um, down there as well. So... You can find it all. Yeah, you know, very convenient. It, mm-hmm. it, it really is. And actually stay overnight to stay for the weekend and, and have a great time. 71st Kalamazoo Institute of Arts Fair. Uh, we're all looking for these things. We need to get back to these community events and getting back together in so many ways. And here's another opportunity. It's coming up June 3rd and 4th, that Friday and Saturday, to downtown Kalamazoo. All brought to you by the wonderful Kalamazoo Institute of Arts. Now, for information, go to this website. It is kiarts.org, K-I-A-R-T-S dot org. Our thanks to Maya Mukchan for being with us today. And coming up next, we're going to uh, head to Lake Michigan, and we're going to take a little ride out onto the lake on a really cool boat, ship, whatever you want to describe it coming up next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org.
It's Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. And you might have heard that cruising is back in the Great Lakes and St. Lawrence Seaway. I'm actually chair of an organization called Cruise the Great Lakes. And we market, um, you know, the opportunity to go on cruise ships, uh, both in the Great Lakes and the St. Lawrence. So our members are, you know, in Ontario and, you know, up the St. Lawrence and then, you know, the various states around the Great Lakes as well. And, of course, Michigan has several ports of call. Uh, In fact, the most popular port in the Great Lakes area is Mackinac Island, for obvious reasons. I think they're going to have like 70 ships arriving at Mackinac Island this year. So you might be wondering, why am I talking about cruising? Uh, Because we're not going to really talk to a cruise ship operator in the traditional sense, in the way that maybe you'd go on a cruise ship for a week or two or whatever. But, you know, you can still go through that experience to some degree. You can still get out there on the lake, be on a boat bigger than what you and I would normally have, and really have a great time for a few hours because the folks in Muskegon are offering this to you on the Aquastar, offering these lake cruises this coming season. Let's bring in Captain Patrick McKee. Captain, I love calling you Captain Patrick McKee. It sounds very nautical. And uh, we're, we're going to talk to Patrick about the opportunity to get on the Aquastar this coming summer. And before we do that, Patrick, I need to ask you a little bit about Muskegon, because Muskegon's changed so much, and your experience really adds to that overall downtown Muskegon experience. Tell us a little bit about Muskegon, Michigan, on uh, the coast of Lake Michigan. Hi, Dave. Thanks for uh, having me on the show. You and you're right. It, it certainly has changed over uh, over the last few years. Um, it, it always had the reputation as a factory town. Well, all those factories, the paper mill, they're all gone. It, yeah. It's uh, really a blank slate on the lakeshore. You you get out there and, and you see nothing but green fields and dunes. And uh, and so now there's a lot of development, new development happening. And, and in the downtown area, new restaurants and bars and breweries and the new convention center that's uh, right across the street from our Aquastar dock, which is located at the Mart dock in the heart of downtown Muskegon. It truly is amazing to see what's happened in Muskegon. Uh, as you know, I grew up in Muskegon, live in the area, and uh, have watched the change of Muskegon as we've watched Detroit and Flint and Lansing and so many other towns around Michigan go through this kind of evolution that was necessary as manufacturing, unfortunately, you know, went over overseas to, to a great degree. And we, we needed to adjust. And part of that adjustment was to become more livable, more visitable, and to offer these really great communities. And downtown Muskegon is just becoming just a great town. So you mentioned that, that new conference facility. Your office is nearby, you say? Yeah, we're just across the Shoreline Drive from from the new conference center and uh we're at the we're in the, we're located in the former ticket office of the old milwaukee clipper which wow. was a passenger vessel that went between milwaukee and muskegon from the 40s till the 70s right well and you know so i i you know speaking of old passenger ships muskegon used to be home for the aquarama i thought about that when i saw your name aqua star lake cruises was that part of the uh the reason why you named the ship Aquastar because of that that old ship that was there for a long time? It sure was. Our company actually owned and operated 
that vessel. Wow. Back in the in the mid fifties and it ran through the early sixties between Detroit and Cleveland. It was the largest passenger vessel ever on the Great Lakes. And uh when we acquired Port City Princess, which is what the Aquastar was called before we got hold of it, mm-hmm. we had a contest on the radio to rename it. Ah. And uh it came down to two names that we were really intrigued by. Someone wanted to call it the Akarama Two. <laughs> Another person wanted to call it the Marine Star, which was the former name of the Akarama before it was the Akarama. Oh, wow. So we thought, why not name two winners and combine the name so it became the Aqua Star. That's cool. And in 2018, we had uh, a christening. We, we repainted the, the ship in Akarama colors, which is uh, teal, sort of a robin's egg blue teal in mm-hmm. and uh and red, and uh, on the interior, we've got a lot of uh, old memorabilia from the old Akarama days, almost like a little museum in there, really. Yeah. And uh, Miss Emily Sioma, who was Miss Michigan in 2018, came out and helped my daughter and my two nieces rechristen it as the Aquastar. Oh, how neat. That That's such a great idea. And, you know, it, I love it when there's a tip of the hat to the heritage and in history of a community, uh, really applaud you for that. So, so let, let's go through this experience, the experience itself. So, you, you arrive in downtown Muskegon, you get your tickets. Can you get them online in advance? You sure can. You can get them at aquastarcruises.com. So, you could get your tickets there, or go to that uh, that old uh, ticket office for the old Milwaukee Clipper, and then you go to the Mart Dock which is close to the big conference center. It'll be pretty obvious. So uh, you walk up to the ship, kind of bring us through that experience, and then what you see when you're out there on the lake. Sure. Purchase, uh, tickets can be purchased uh, either online or in person. And um, I'll tell you a little bit about our boat as well. The, the Aquastar is 61 feet long and is capable of carrying 150 passengers, hmm. although we're limiting that these days to give people a little more elbow room. Yeah. So we take 120 now. And uh, it has two decks. The uh, The lower deck is the main lounge, which uh, has uh, our bar and restrooms and uh, comfortable booth seating and the large windows. So you, can, you can see all around, great vistas, even from the lower main deck. Of course, on the top deck, that's open air and has a canopy over part of it, and the, the bow is wide open. Um, we've got a bar up there as well, and a dance floor, and a DJ booth. And uh, hmm. as you uh, depart the Mart Dock uh, on our cruises, our, our sunset cruises, and we, we time them to hit the sunset throughout the season, so they depart various times during the year. And uh, we, um, we go past the historic LST, 393, which was a World War II landing ship that oh, was yeah. in the invasion of Normandy. So yeah. we're, we're, we, we see that's the first thing you see. When we Beautiful ship. Then, yeah, it's, and it's, it's well worth the uh, $8 admission if yeah. you're ever in the area. True. And then we, we, we cruise towards the old Milwaukee Clipper that mm-hmm. is a now a museum ship, and, and it's quite spectacular to see from the water side. Yeah, I bet. And that's about halfway out into the into the lake along the shoreline near Lakeside, and um, we continue on out through the the five a uh, five mile long Muskegon Lake through the Muskegon Channel that leads out to Lake Michigan, and along the way you see the USS Coast Guard cutter McLean now retired, and the USS 
Silverside Submarine, another museum ship, which is pretty interesting to cruise alongside of. Yeah. Then, of course, there's the two beautiful lighthouses that Muskegon has to offer out on its shoreline. And uh, and then we go out into Lake Michigan, and uh, sometimes the captain chooses to go south, and sometimes he goes north. But ah. we go along the, the shoreline and, and look at the beautiful dunes along the shore and catch the sunset out there if it's an evening cruise and, and turn around and come back. It's fantastic. About how long is the cruise itself? How many, uh, is it more than an hour? Our evening cruises are two hours, and most of them are $30. We do have some specialty cruises throughout the season that are a bit more. Fantastic. I, I can't wait to do this myself. Um, and the thing is, like you say, you, you get out there on the lake, you either see that beautiful Pier Marquette Beach if you go south, or if you go north, you see the beautiful Muskegon State Park Beach and uh, all the beautiful natural environment uh, available to see there. So what a cool experience. I'm really glad you told us about the history as well, Patrick. Um, because uh, for people who uh, knew Muskegon and knew that uh, beautiful ship that used to be there all those years, it's good to uh, give that little respect. You need to check out the Aquastar this summer. The website is aquastarcruises.com. And uh, make sure to uh, ask for Captain Patrick McKee when you're there. He may not be piloting the ship that day, but uh, maybe he's going to be around. Just say hi. And as you... Uh, Check out Muskegon. Make sure to enjoy all the other things we talked about as well. Just downtown. Just walk about and have a great time. Speaking of walking about, you're used to doing that in Mackinac Island. There's a lot of walking. There's a lot of uh, smelling in tremendous aromas, too. We'll explain that next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. When you think of Pure Michigan, that term, and when you think of pursuing your pure, whatever Pure Michigan is to you, what do you think about? I bet many of you are thinking about this beautiful little island between our big, beautiful peninsulas up there just to the east of the wonderful Mighty Mac Bridge a little place we call Mackinac Island. It truly is a very special place. And they have special events from here, and uh, yeah, every so often, special events. And, and one of the biggest events is coming up in early June. We're going to learn about that today as we bring in Tim High, the Executive Director of the Mackinac Island Convention Visitors Bureau. Tim, it's good to have you with us. David, thanks for having me back. And I love talking about lilacs, and especially with you and all of our friends on the radio network. Thanks lilacs. Well, I'm glad you, you even brought up lilacs right away because as we introed the show, I did say we're going to talk about the sweet aromas of Mackinac Island. And I'm <laughs> sure some other people were thinking other things. So, uh -huh. <laughs> so you know, but honest to goodness, you know, I, I love early June and maybe even, you know, late May in uh, Mackinac because you walk around and it is... I will describe it as a sweet aroma of lilacs. It's pretty cool. It is cool. And, you know, the great thing, I think, why people, we've been told anyway, why people like the lilacs on, on the island is that they're just intermittent. I mean, they're they're, they're natural now. They're not, it doesn't look like you planted to grow the lilacs here, so the tourists would go here. It's just part of the fabric of the community. And I'll give you a hint. The best-smelling tree on Main Street? Hmm. Or do you want to wait on that? Oh, tell me. What is that? 
right across from the island house right by the state dock on the state dock side of main street and it's a beautiful variegated uh, lilac and it's the first to bloom and the best smeller on the street i can't believe you said that because i could have answered that uh because my wife has a good sniffer and uh, she, we, she noticed that last year we were walking by there. She says, oh, this is just so great. Well, the thing is, you can find uh, plenty of lilacs. And, and there are a great variety of lilacs, right? You know, there are. And you, we have our expert come in from uh, Maine every year, uh, Jeff, and Jeff Young. And um, he says there are, you know, over 200 varieties of, of lilacs on the island. Once we became known as a place where lilacs could grow so well, which, which they aren't native, to um, the island at all but then um, different lilac clubs and different um, botanists I guess would either clone something special for the island or send something that they liked that was special to the island so oh my goodness they're all over the place and if you want to learn more about them of course during the lilac festival Jeff is there doing tours on a daily basis no charge just come and and follow along and and then um, you can also Take home a tree, a lilac tree, after the tour. I didn't cool. know that. How cool is that? Are they originally from France? I think I'd heard that. I don't know. You know what, Dave? I think you and I need to take the tour. <laughs> we do. <laughs> well, 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 so, so and, and we'll have an opportunity. So it's a 10-day festival, right? June, what, 3rd through 12th? Yeah, 3rd through 12th. And then now what happens at the festival besides just kind of wandering around and looking at the beauty and, and smelling the, the trees? Well, you know, it's nice because um, for most people, it's a second chance to enjoy their lilacs. And unfortunately, or fortunately, because maybe that's why we like them so much, is because they only have a, a limited time of mm. being in bloom. And then, of course, downstate, where most of your listeners are, um, they're probably in bloom right now, uh, or they're just getting out of bloom. But they don't come into bloom on the island until around the last week of May or the first week of June. Yeah. And then, uh, at that point, we have so many varieties that we'll have blooming lilacs for at least a month. So I think that's, you know, what's special about it is that we always say the lilacs are the star. So what, what happens, lilacs just take over the, the town. You'll see um, different food and drinks that are lilac-focused. There might be an adult beverage that it might be like a, a lilac-infused uh, cocktail. You'll see different menu items that will take advantage of, of that color. And, of course, you know, there's a new ice cream on Mackinac Island this year from our friends at Guernsey Farms. They have a new lilac flavored ice cream, which they sell exclusively wow. at Grand Hotel at Sadie's. So that's just part of what I mean about it. Just the lilacs permeate the entire island, and there are fun things to do on the weekends. We have bounce houses for the kids and, and different things. And of course, this year, as I mentioned to you earlier, oh, we're so relieved that we get to bring back the Grand Parade this year, which will be on the 12th at 4 o'clock. Uh, downtown Mackinac Island turns into the epitome of Americana huh. as we lead America's longest horse hitch parade from Mission Point Resort on the east side of the island to Windermere Point on the west side of the island, all through downtown Mackinac Island. And you'll see bands and floats and princesses and, and princes. And it's just an, an amazing, amazing time, as you know, because you've been able to ride with the mayor in a beautiful carriage before. So I have to say, fun. that was a blast. I have been involved with parades, a lot of parades over the years, but never uh, in a horse-drawn carriage and, and riding along with the mayor for, I don't know how many blocks that is. It's a pretty fast parade, so you need to get there right on time. 
so you don't <laughs> miss it. But um, they, so the funny thing is, so of course you're going to see all these horses. So that's a pretty cool thing. But there are a lot of um, other interesting uh, participants, including a lot of dogs in that parade. Yeah, you'll see dogs. You know, it's nice to rescue dogs come in, mm-hmm. um, the greyhounds, every year. And uh, the day before, we'll do a little parade. Um, but Sunday on that parade, the horses. And we bring in a, a beautiful a couple of horse-hitch teams that are just, you know, with the stunning large horses and the beautiful wagons. And, of course, we've got high school bands, and we've got uh, the Glen Aaron Band out of Alma, which comes every year. Huh. And, of course, every year um, we have the the uh, the clown band out of scottville oh, yeah. and they are they are a fan favorite and they always bring up the end of the parade <laughs> and let the party ensue but if you get to town early another tip um get to town early enjoy the day and then line up your seat you know uh, you know between three and four but go to marquette park because starting at about two thirty, the band as they're on their way to line up and they line up at mission point on the oh, other yeah. side of the island They'll play a little concert from Marquette Park. It is Goosebump City. I mean, the, the sound just reverbs from there. People are happy. It's a joyous spot. It is. It's just. Oh my goodness! It's a great place to be. That's the big, beautiful, grassy uh, park that's kind of uh, below the the big fort. Yeah, fort, right below Fort Mackinac, yeah. right where the statue of Father Marquette is, overlooking Alderman Bay, and uh, the State Park uh, dock right there. And uh, it's a beautiful setting for a little concert, it's a little amphitheater, natural amphitheater there. That's really cool. Now, are you going to um, have the uh, the Lilac Festival 10K uh, run this year? Yeah, they're going to do that on the first Saturday. And uh, you can still line, uh, sign up for that at runmackinac.com. Because hmm, uh, I want to see you running. That, well, Richard. I and and my buddies from West Michigan were talking about coming up to do that. So. See if we can do that. See if I can make it for six miles. We'll see these days. Uh, now, um, you, you're also, in addition to all these kind of special events, you're, you know, just Mackinac Island is just a great place to be at any time of the year. Um, so at this time of the year, early June, it's, it's really busy at this time, isn't it? So people need to get their bookings for hotels now. Yeah, you know, the, the pre-bookings uh, are, are doing very well. May's been a strong month for us, obviously, and, and June looks really, really strong. So, yeah, it's good to, to, to um, book early and uh, start your planning now. Um, lots to do and so many, you know, so many new things people are already enjoying on the island this year. So um, fun to see uh, because, um, you know, we have been so busy over the past couple of years. It's nice to see that our, um, our members, the properties on the island, keep reinvesting um, into their own properties, not to change the flavor of Mackinac Island, but to add to it and to make sure that we stay strong for, for years and years. To well, come. you know, in regard to that, there have been some, you know, some some sales of properties, and, uh, and that's going to happen because that's the way our economy goes, including the Shepler's Ferry Service has uh, recently mm-hmm. sold. Um, have you heard, do you expect any kind of differences in, in how they operate? None at all. So far, there's been absolutely none. We don't anticipate any. If you go there on any given day, you'll see the Shepler family still walking around and enjoying themselves, greeting people, um, captaining boats, uh, whatever it takes to make a, the, the Class A service that they provide. So, no, that was a beautiful thing. The, the new One of the quotes from the new owners when he was looking at the property last year was he was touring the property with his wife, and he goes, you know, for the first time ever, 
um, honey, we're not going to have to change a thing. Yeah. It's going to stay the same as it is. That's great. Well, and, and so that's the thing. I don't know why anybody would want to buy something that's perfect and change it. You know, you want to keep that tradition going. Yeah. Uh, the Shepler's family has been, uh, wow, they've been the, the, you know, the Disney operation of Michigan for years, uh, everything with hospitality in mind. So great to, to know that and great to know that Mackinac Island is open for business and ready to uh, take your reservation. You better do it soon, though, because this summer is going to be another one of those really busy years. The website is MackinawIsland.org. You'll find everything you need there, transportation issues, uh, hotels, information on dining, everything, and including information on the Mackinaw Island Lilac Festival, June 3rd through 12th, MackinawIsland.org. We're going to head to Holland next here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at Michigan.org. Travel Michigan. I'm Dave Lorenz from Pure Michigan. You know, we've been kind of going around the state looking at uh, some of the really fun events that uh, we're going to love being back to enjoy uh, later on this season. You know, a lot of them just didn't happen the last couple of years, and we've missed them so much. The other thing we've missed is I think we got out of the habit of going to some of our favorite places. Some of our lesser-known places, we've also just not gone to enough, I think. So I think we need to do a little mixture of going back to those really popular places, like during the weekdays, and those less-known places on the weekends, because this is going to be a really busy summer. So make sure you get your bookings early, and then make those plans in advance so you don't get left out in the cold without a hotel room. When you want to go to popular places, popular places like Holland in West Michigan, really popular place for a lot of reasons. We're going to talk about some of those reasons next as we bring in Linda Hart. She is the executive director of the Holland Convention Visitors Bureau. Linda, welcome to the program. Hi, Dave. Thanks for inviting me. You bet. Uh, Well, and, and it's time that we invite people back to Holland as well. I know it was busy still the last couple of summers, even during COVID, because, you know, people kind of flock to those well-known places and places on the lake. But uh, now, um, maybe we want to try to get them to come during the week and such um, during the summer. So I know you have a bunch of reasons to visit. Let's talk about downtown Holland, for instance. It's had some some adjustments, some change in the last couple of years. Give us a little walkthrough of Holland. Sure, Absolutely. Um, you know, downtown is charming as it's ever been, uh, you know, because of COVID, every single restaurant added outdoor dining. Uh, they're extending that into this season again, which is great to see people enjoying, um, you know, a meal out on a uh, on the sidewalk. Uh, we now have a social district uh, that got extended also, which is great to see. Uh, you know, our farmer's market is kicking off. On Wednesdays and Saturday, excuse me, yes, Wednesdays and Saturday from eight to two. Uh, always a popular, always a popular uh, activity um, to find fresh vegetables, perennials, um, annuals, meats, cheeses. Uh, over a hundred vendors go to that. But you know, during the midweek, oh, well, you know, our street performer series is coming back. So buskers on Thursday night, always great fun. 
Friday evenings, concerts in the park. Hmm. Also a lot of fun. Hope Summer Repertory Theater uh, celebrating their 50th anniversary this summer. Oh, wow. Uh, so lots of great um Lots of great plays that will be going on on Hope College. So where do they perform their their summer repertory? Is it um, like right on the campus or is it that little theater downtown? Uh, it's actually all over the place, to be honest. Um, they have it at a variety of different venues on Hope College, whether it's the DeWitt Main Stage, the Jack Miller, you know, the recital hall, mm-hmm. um, plus the Knickerbocker downtown. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Very, mm-hmm. very cool. I'll be looking for that this summer, uh, as everybody should. And, and you mentioned the outdoor dining. Uh, I think that's one of those things that are, is going to just keep on going for a long time, if not forever. People now expect that. Yes. You know, it was interesting because a lot of the restaurants who didn't have outdoor dining were allowed to extend their footprint, you know, onto the sidewalk and into parking spaces. And, you know, it's free parking downtown Holland. Uh, you know, those are coveted spaces, really. Yeah. So being able to offer that, to extend that footprint, to allow that accommodation for people, you're right. People got used to it, and it was great to see. And they're really working hard this year to ensure that those additional uh, dining options to extend that, again, that footprint of a restaurant, it will be offered again into those parking spaces. So we're keeping our fingers crossed that uh, that, that will, uh, they'll have more, you know, more options to dine outdoor, but certainly a lot of outdoor dining in every single every single one of our restaurants downtown. Well, I'm happy to hear it. It's not, you know, as though we can't afford to walk a couple of blocks from your beautiful parking ramp. Because there's plenty of parking downtown, but you might have to walk a block or two. Well, right, yeah, that's a block okay. or two, right, yeah. right. We, we can use that with my COVID thirty or whatever I gained. Has not been good. I need more walking, so I'll look forward to that. Now, now, of course, you know the big event uh, for the spring is wrapping up uh, tulip time, but you have a lot of other events that people need to uh, be aware of. A- any in particular we want to talk about? Well, you know, we're going to kick off our uh, the summer with our Memorial Day Parade. Uh, that's always a, um, a fun parade for families and visitors, and that's on May 30th, uh, beginning at 9 o'clock on that Monday. Very, very popular event that is one of my personal favorites is the Remember When Vintage Car Show oh, yeah. on Friday, June 3rd. Car show beginning at 5, and then the cruise beginning at 8, which is a lot of fun. Is that right downtown? It is right downtown, absolutely, yes. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a new event. Super excited to bring it in. It's the Holland Waterfront Celtics Festival in Highland Games on June 24th and 25th. Now, that's a surprise. In a Dutch-themed town, you're going to have a Celtic fest. I love it. Yeah, you know, it was so interesting because there are a group in Holland uh, that, you know, they really put a lot of emphasis on the St. Patrick's Day Parade. And last year they were sitting around and they said, you know, we should have a Celtic festival and celebrate the Irish, the Scottish, the Welsh. Some of them are even part Dutch. Uh, in, um, as, a, as a festival celebration in 2022. And, you know, it was a, it was a big order to, uh, to ask for. And they did it. They've gotten an amazing amount of support. And so it's going to be a great event. It kicks off on Friday evening with a Kaylee. So I don't know if you're familiar with yeah, the Kaylee, yeah. which is an Irish dance and music party. So this is going to probably be more adult focused uh, for Friday evening. And then on Saturday morning, 
uh, athletes from across the Great Lakes uh, will participate in ancient athletic competitions such as caber tossing, heavy weight lifting, sheath tossing, you know, all of those games that you, that you, that you think about when you're watching TV. And they're even adding what's called a wee barns. Uh, so a small uh, activity and event for, for the kids. So really big family focus. So June 24 and 25, the Celtic Fest. Yeah. As fun as all those events seem, I, I think I'd rather uh, sit downtown in that uh, kind of Celtic-themed restaurant bar. I can't think of the name of it right downtown. The Cura. The Cura, yes. And they yes, often the have Cura. music. And that's pretty cool. Yes, they have a lot of live music. You know, they they they, they had a huge uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration. And I don't know if any of us remember, but it was snowing and cold oh, on yeah. St. Patrick's Day and they had a they had a big bash. So yes, they do a lot of live um, celebratory music for those for that particular holiday, but even uh, even throughout the summer, which is great to be able to just like you said, sit on that patio, enjoy a beverage, and just listen to some great music. That's great. We, hey, we have less than a minute left, but I need to ask you about the big the big Wizard of Oz book in is it Central Park? Yes, Centennial Park. Centennial, Centennial Park. Park. Yeah, is that yeah. Um, coming back out uh, for the year? It is. You know. Traditionally, the book goes in in the fall, right before the first frost, and all of the plants come out, and then new plants are put in. Well, this year, the Parks Department decided, hey, let's pay some costs and see if we can just maintain the book in the greenhouses is what, is what they did. And because the book looks so good, they anticipate having that book out uh this week actually nice nice well it's such a cool thing uh that uh that kind of wizard of oz it's like a huge book made of flowers i guess that's the only way i can really describe it and then kind of caddy quarter candy quarter from that uh you'll find uh these really cool wizard of oz statues why are they there because mr Baum wrote the book when he was in Holland. There you go. The, the connection between Wizard of Oz and Holland. And you need to take that uh, that uh, brick road trip to Holland soon for all these many reasons. Here's the website, holland.org. It's that simple. Our thanks to Linda Hart, the executive director of the Holland CVB, for being with us today. It's hard to believe, but uh, that's all the time we have for Travel Michigan for this week. So until next week, have a great time out there in pure Michigan. We'll talk to you next week here on Travel Michigan, where your trip begins at michigan.org. Let's go traveling.